Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, as you are probably aware, based on, you know, the end of last episode, or if you've seen any of our social media posts, the episode or like part of an episode that you're about to listen to is part two of the last episode that launched. Um, last episode was all about us revealing who our characters were that we wanted. And then in this one, we're going to go into a battle Royale. So I just figured I'd go ahead and get this out of the way. Also something that I forgot to do while we were recording and I feel terrible about and, uh, well, so I had solicited some comments and thoughts about the Xbox series, uh, S and X reveal and everything that happened with, uh, Sony and, or, well, actually that's not entirely accurate. Uh, basically I had, I had, uh, given my thoughts about what Sony was doing and how uh, I liked what Xbox was doing. And I solicited some thoughts on that and uh, I got some replies and I was going to use them in the show and just completely forgot about it while I was doing so. So there's actually going to be two pickups in this episode uh, or I guess a third because this is technically a pickup, whatever. But the first is this one, obviously. The second one will be those comments and questions. And the third is going to be uh, me maybe rambling a little bit about the PS5 reveal because it happened the day after we recorded and it seems a little bit... Uh, I, I don't know what the word is, but it seems like uh, a bad idea to release this episode in the state that it is without having touched on that PS5 reveal event and the entire controversy around the pre-order debacle. So that will be the third pickup. Um, this episode will be a little bit shorter than the last one. The last one's a little bit over three hours. This one should be only a little bit over two. And uh, I'm going to try to reel it in, but uh, thank you for your patience, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, so do you guys are you guys ready for this? <laughs> this is gonna be rough. Yes. Yeah, this is gonna be a rough thing to try to do, I'm not gonna lie. We're only halfway done. I know, right? All right. This so, is gonna be such a long episode. You might have to make this a two parter. Es, es posible. Um yeah, because we, we're just over the three hour mark. <laughs> yeah, and the news is gonna take for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even done what we're playing. <laughs> I know, man. This is this is rough. Yep. All right. Uh, in that case, let's let's go through this quick. Uh, I will start with the cuts. So, number fifteen. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna make the case 
that we should cut Sonic from Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. Fuck you. Wait, we're cutting people? Are we getting like to the number yeah. one? Yeah, we're getting to the number one. We're going to go from 15 to one. Okay. If All you right. guys feel some sort of way about it, no. we can go a different way. But uh, Sonic is... Oh, me I kind of agree with that. ...is the least character on this list. Like the All least right. character character. That's fair. No. Goodbye. Goodbye. You are the weakest link. Goodbye, Sanic. Uh, Sanic. All right. So in that case, um, we'll go. I'm going to go in reverse order. So it's your turn, Austin. You want to make a cut? Fine. Oh shit. Um. <laughs> okay. I am. You're both going to disagree with me hardcore on this. Oh my god! I'm gonna pick uh, the character you said from Last of Us. Okay, I disagree. Yeah, no, I knew that was coming. But I'm gonna. You have to understand. It's not because I think the Last of Us is a bad game. That's because I have no experience with the Last of Us whatsoever, other than 15 minutes. Okay, I think it's not coming from a place of hate. Mm. I, 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 we can't cut that out. There's, yeah, I, I don't think we can yeah. cut Joel this early. No, you can't. Uh, Honestly, I think most of my characters can be cut because most of mine are nostalgia goggles. I will, I will give you, I'll give you Sniper Wolf. Okay. I hate to see her go, but I, I'll give you her before you love to watch her leave. Uh, I mean, if if you're okay with that, I, if again, like I don't have a heartstring that, into that. That's another thing. Is like Metal Gear Solid is like my thing. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I yes. So I, I'm okay. I'm comfortable with giving up Sniper Wolf. All right. Uh, <laughs> this All right, <laughs> All right Dylan. Uh... I gotta kick Yuko from Digimon. It's fair. Uh, it's very fair. Yeah, Again, I I don't really remember um the Digimon game as uh um as as well as as Austin does. So that might yeah. it, I'm also literally replaying it right now. Yeah, if I like right played now, it right recently, now, I think I would probably feel a little bit stronger about it, but I don't mind making that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to go... Uh, you know what? I, I hate to do this to myself because I do feel like he's a really strong character, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cut James from Silent Hill. Um, really? Yeah, I I really want to get him higher, but again, I just don't think that you guys. Well, I'm neither of you guys have played Silent Hill, so I mean, I've not. But that doesn't mean that I can't respect the legacy those games left behind. That's part of the reason why I cut Yuko because I feel like there hasn't been a legacy with that. Yeah, yeah. Or or, you know, so I mean, I don't know. The only other one that I think I want to cut is maybe Chris. 
I understand. Are you sure? It's funny that we're do- it's it's funny that it comes down to Silent Hill versus Resident Evil right here. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's crazy, but The thing is, Damn, I'm, I'm not going to cut Mega Man because you guys seem to have like a real reverence for for the those games in particular. Um, so mm. I'm not I'm not going to say anything. And then you look at like the rest of the list. Link is incredibly iconic. Uh, Glados is someone who both of us really like a lot. Um, you know. Handsome Jack again, someone we both really like a lot. Sephiroth is someone who I think is iconic. Arthur, iconic yeah, and respectable. I yeah, uh, and Ar- Arthur is someone who uh, both of us really care about. Roxas is something that both of the two of you care about. Like, I just don't see. Chris isn't making it too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so we're doing Chris for number 11? Uh, number 12. Number 12. So uh, that would mean, Austin, you make the cut at number 11. Who you got? Um, <laughs> the, the last one that we cut was James from Silent Hill, correct? Uh, no. The, so... Right now, it's 15 Sonic, 14 Sniper Wolf, 13 Yuko, 12 Chris. So you're cut number okay. 11. I'm going to cut James from Silent Hill. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. Again, for the simple fact that I have no experience with that franchise. Yeah, and I, I don't begrudge you for that. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It sucks bad. Wait, wait till we get to the game of the year conversation, boy. This is gonna really fucking suck. Honestly, that's gonna be hard, dude. I'm not looking forward to that episode. God, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> okay, it's coming down to two for me. Oh, I didn't even see. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh. I'm debating, and I think I have to cut GLaDOS. Oh. I don't know. Listen to my reasoning. It's between GLaDOS and Mega Man. Okay. So Mega Man in its own right, if I take away Mega Man EXE from Battle Network, I have to understand that extensively Mega Man has been a part of video game culture for a very long time. Forever. Uh, Like mid to late 80s. Yes, everyone know if you say Mega Man, it's I feel like a household name. Everyone should theoretically know that it comes from a video game. But yeah. then you get to GLaDOS and it's like you have people like you and I who have played Portal and we understand that that's a prominent figure in video game culture today. Mm-hmm. That's someone that we can say definitively left an impact on gaming. Yeah. But why I'm cutting her over Mega Man is because if I take Mega Man as a whole, he has been around for a long time. He has made his impact. And then to switch it up oh, yeah. with the EXE version that Austin was talking about, it threw a whole new spin on the game. And you got to see a whole new world, essentially. And it had its own cartoon after it, which was really super sick. And it had tons of toys based around it. You could carry around the little 
uh, the little link. I think it's called a PET or something. The little where where, where the yes, link stay inside. See, there you go. So I feel like uh, Lado's one from four. Okay, so see, he saw his toys from it, and (laughs) that's why I feel like Glados has to come out because Mega Man has been such a prominent figure, whether it's the EXE version or not. He's been a little more prominent than Glados. Okay. Uh, Fun fact about Battle Network for Josh because he's apparently never played them. Um, All every character. Uh, literally every single character, um, in Mega Man Battle Network games, like all the Net Navi characters, they're all actually named and based off of characters from the original Mega Man. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. They have Guts Man and Roll and Proto Man yep. and everything. Very yep. cool. So, Josh, are you the one cutting right now? Uh, yeah, I'll be the next one to cut, and I think I am going to go Mega Man on this one. Um, it, okay, here's the thing. For for me, it's down to two, and it's either Link or Mega Man. Jesus oh, Christ. damn. All right, you got to uh, pick Mega Man. My, my, my reasoning behind it being Link is iconic. I don't think Link is very good of, is, is that great of a character. Agreed. Okay. This is something but, we touched on earlier. And I kind yeah. of feel the same way about Mega Man. I think that <sighs> the, the stuff about Mega Man that is cooler is everyone around Mega Man. I don't think that Mega Man himself is that much of a of a character. I see your point, and I can't argue it. So or Actually, you know what? Or Red. Same thing with Red. Fuck you. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you kick Mega Man off right now. <laughs> Okay. See, I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Red over Mega Man just for the simple fact that technically in the video games, Red he ha- canonically he has a story, but at the same time he doesn't. The story of Red is the You're story. You're taking of Mega Man over Red? <laughs> yeah, I have to. What the fuck? Yeah, I the most betrayed I have ever been right now. <laughs> but but do you guys see what I'm saying though? Like the story oh, behind yeah. Red no. is technically no. the story behind the player. Yeah, I, if, if like red story is what you make the player. Yeah, exactly. I think if you play as blue, like you, you're, you're blue. Like it's no. I don't think and this is not you're blue. That's not what the fuck it is. You're the most badass trainer to ever do it. You're the first trainer to ever do it. <laughs> fuck I mean, me, he man. did get he, he did get sloshed by gold. That did happen. Technically, he gets sloshed by. Whoever the player character is, you're right, but it's still you. You're still red years later. If you, 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 oh god, just kick him off before I have a fucking aneurysm right now at twelve o'clock at goddamn night. Okay, number fucking nine. Is it my turn? Is it my turn? uh, Yes, it's your turn. Go ahead, Dylan. Is it? I think it's Austin's turn. I think it's fucking Austin's turn. Just go ahead, kill someone else, Austin. Just fucking kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) We have Joel rocks. No. What do you mean? No. Oh my god! I can't wait till it's my turn. I'm gonna fuck someone up. Oh, no. I'm gonna say it's okay. Oh, what? Disagree, because Mega Man. There's no way he beats Handsome Jack. Come, um, Josh! I swear to Christ, right now, I will fucking Handsome Jack. lose my shit. Listen, I'll be yeah. arguing here. 
I'll be arbiter here, and I, I I feel comfortable giving up Sephiroth if if Dylan wants to keep Handsome Jack in. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't feel good about it. I do not want to cut Sephiroth Gosh. early, but I... How are you letting Mega Man's little blue bundle of shit stay over Sephiroth? I'm pissed I mean, off about Mega Man now. I... So... Look, it was all fine and dandy until we hit top 10. Now I'm getting a little heated. <laughs> my, my, my feeling on it is... I think that was a social experiment. I... <laughs> I love... Mega Man, like the game, and that mm-hmm. is kind of shading it a little bit for yes. me, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't Sephiroth, know, Sephiroth. Like you're taking him out. No, I. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to at all. What? But handsome Jack, uh, go ahead. Just I don't. The, <laughs> like I don't care anymore. I care so much. That's the problem. I care too much. I don't know. Fuck you guys. I quit. I care um, too much. I work too hard. <laughs> All my negatives are positives. If we, if we, well, because you guys are both pretty passionate about Mega Man. If we yeah. ask Mega Man, who, who would you be willing to give up to, to let Handsome Jack see another day? Dylan. Are all mine not gone? No, you've still got oh. uh, you've still got Handsome Jack. You've still got Arthur, uh, and that's it. Um, oh yeah, that is it. <laughs> yeah, because you fucking killed Red, you bunch of fucks. <laughs> I, I think I still have three, maybe. Uh, let's okay. See. Yeah, yeah you have three, and I have three. Um, so I have Mega Man. He has Mega Man, Link, and Roxas, and I have Joel, Sephiroth, and. Lee, how the fuck? All right, who are we cutting? What's the what's the final decision? Because I cannot believe it's Handsome Jack on the fucking cutting block with you in the party, Josh. I I, I thought I had a friend. No, I I want to keep Handsome Jack. Uh, here's here's okay. Here's the thing. Handsome Jack is not beating Sephiroth. <laughs> For for me, there's no way there's no way in my mind that Handsome Jack beats Sephiroth. You know what I think um, you guys did? Let me tell you what I think you guys did. I think oh, you guys knew that I had a very shitty week and you planned this ahead of time. You knew exactly who you were both gonna cut because no. it, you know what? No. We didn't even know who can what characters we had chosen until literally on the as soon as you said Handsome Jack, we and Josh communicated telepathically and said he was gonna be number eight. Hey, we are on the internet. You can send messages without me knowing. This is what's happened. Uh, Cut uh, fucking okay. handsome Jack from this goddamn list. Get him out. Okay. <laughs> are, are you sure? Well, you're not going to cut bullshit Mega Man. The, I offered up Mega Man, but it's not my it's not my choice to make. You would have you're to right. this on a decision nope. with Austin nope. about that. Nope. Okay. Yep, I'm still going to say handsome Jack. It's your it's your turn to cut, Dylan. I still say fucking Mega Man, but but it's between Mega Man and Link. Uh, uh, I think Mega Man goes before Link. That's fair. Hello. Okay. 
fucking kill him. See how easy that was? All came to an agreement. Okay. No uh, fighting. It's back to me. Um, <sighs> I'm going to go Sephiroth. I'm going to I'm going to cut him. Uh, is that number yeah. six? Uh, it will yeah. be six. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're down to the final five, guys. All right. It is Austin's turn. Um, Jeez. Joel, Roxas, Arthur, Link, Lee. Lee. I cut Lee. Okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, I mean... I I genuinely think he's a much better character than Link, but I don't want Joel to be gunned down right here, so I'm fine with having Lee at five. The character, what was the name of the character from Portal that we cut? What was her, uh, her name? Glados. 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 Okay. Yeah, she was number ten. Was after Red, right? Before uh, Red. Do what now? Glados was ten, and then Red was nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, Dylan. Uh, it's your turn. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm I a fan of the series, but I have to cut Roxas. What? Okay. Are you serious? I am. Because again, if we look at the franchise overall, the Legend of Zelda has... Shit. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm okay with that because I'm actually not as... Uh, familiar with the whole Kingdom Hearts franchise as you guys are, so I'm I. Roxas produced a great story, but yeah. Link has the options available to him. I think what Austin said earlier is fantastic. Every time you pick up the controller, it's a new experience, and it just so happens to be that the most recent experience we've had with Breath of the Wild is my favorite Zelda game of all time. It completely changed the formula. And I, honest to God, love Breath of the Wild more than Kingdom Hearts. Okay, I'm all I'm, right. I'm all right with that. Um, Waxus is out. All right, so we're down to uh, three, two, and one. So Dylan, you're going to be the well. I guess actually Austin will be the last one to make a cut because uh, I'm going to mark down number three, and then it'll be down to the last two. So, um. Radio silence. Go ahead and say it, Josh. Go ahead. And say it. <laughs> I want to cut Link, man. Go ahead. I, I think Link should have been cut a while ago. <laughs> I will say that I agree with you on there's very little time to make an emotional connection with Link like there are with other characters like Lee. I do think Lee is a fantastic character. I think he had a story you could connect with. And for that reason, I can see why Link should have been cut a long time ago. Now, well, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from, just purely from a character writing perspective sort of thing. But, like, in mm-hmm. terms of, like, uh, like, characters that I hold very dear in my heart, like, Link is near the top of my list. Like, I love Zelda. Yes. I just... But I think it's time for him to go. In terms of characters, uh, yeah, I. Okay. Uh, 
That kind of actually hurt right. a little bit. <laughs> um, okay. Austin, I'm I'm going to go ahead and just do it for you. Joel's number two. Really? I was going to cut Arthur. Really? What? Oh. I was mm. going to cut Arthur. Uh, um, okay. Just from- of course, I do not agree with that, but I think if both of you go for Joel over Arthur, I mean... Just because from, from an outside perspective, somebody who's never finished either game, uh, ever even started Red Dead 2, as a matter of fact, um, I think that Joel's character had much more of a uh, influence on the gaming industry than Arthur Morgan's did. I don't know. Because again, I think you need to play the story to 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 understand what Arthur brought. Plus, I, th- Arthur, I, mean, I, that, um, I don't I don't think the Red Dead Redemption Two has had the same kind of uh, like tale that that um, the Last of Us did. Like we're seven years removed from the Last of Us Part One. Red Dead Redemption Two was just two years ago. I mean, hey, this is between you all. My characters have already been cut, you dick. (laughs) The thing is, it's a really hard choice because Joel did have an impeccable storyline that, spoiler alert, came to a sad conclusion. Yeah. Me too. Arthur. I don't know, Josh. This is very difficult. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, I think God, I really want to put Joel number one, but I also really want to put Arthur number one. <laughs> Be, uh, God, I, I personally, for me, I could not connect to Joel emotionally the way I could connect to Arthur. Um. But maybe that's because I had more time to play as Arthur and I had time to see him connect in the world that he was a part of. Yeah. It wasn't so much linear like The Last of Us was. It was the world is at your fingertips. And that Mm -hmm. is why I had more of a chance to explore Arthur's story and who he was as a person. Whereas Joel, the story was handed to us. Arthur, you made your own story. So that was my... But because Josh, I told you I wanted to put Joel on my list as well. Yeah. But I kind of figured we would be down to these exact two for the very end, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh yeah. I I, I thought we would be Joel Roxas Arthur and just we would want to rip each other's throats out. Um It's a hard list. It's very hard. It was yeah. I it was very it was a difficult list. I'm going to make the executive decision for Austin. I'm going to cut Joel. Okay. All right. Uh, Fuck you too. here's, Here's my reasoning behind it. I think Joel is a wonderful character. I don't think that the story is about him. Yeah. I like that. The story is about Ellie. And, and, much more so about her journey like well, like the overall story of the last of us the series i should say arthur's story yeah. is 
uh, a little more, even though it's one game, I think is a little bit more universal and it's about mortality and, and, and a multitude of things. And people can get so much from Arthur's story that they might not get from Joel's. And it's how decisions in that game, whether they are yours to make or whether they are forced upon you, will come back at some point in that game. Mm -hmm. And it will tell the story that needs to be told. Yep. Oh, boy. So quick rundown before we uh, get into what we've been playing. Uh, our 15 favorite characters ranked from <laughs> from worst to least <laughs> is at number 15. We've got Sonic at number obviously from Sonic. Uh, number 14, we have Sniper Wolf from Metal Gear Solid at number 13. We have Yuko from Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Uh, from number 12, we have Chris Redfield from the Resident Evil franchise. At number 11, we have James Sunderland from Silent Hill 2. Number 10, GLaDOS from the Portal series. Uh, Number 9, Red from Pokemon Red and Blue, I assume. Uh, And Yellow. uh, Yeah, really from any of them. Um, (laughs) From every game. uh, 8 is Handsome Jack from Portal Lands 2. Number seven is Mega Man from the Mega Man series, but specifically the .ex series. Um, number six, we have Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Number five, we have Lee from The Walking Dead. Number four is Roxas from Kingdom Hearts Two. Number three is Link from the Zelda franchise. Number two is Joel from The Last of Us. And number one is Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption Two. We did it, guys. That was fantastic. And I was the only one that got aggressive, so mission accomplished. You got you got aggressive and you got your character as the number one. <laughs> it was all a uh, game of chess. Just had to make you guys think I really cared about Zach. <laughs> I'm, still, uh, <laughs> I'm still upset that the, the still upset that Yuko in the bottom five because I think that had Josh played the game more recently and if Dylan had played the game at all, uh, <laughs> you would feel a different way. Yeah. Really do. Like, I actually no. feel that way. You're you're not wrong. I mean, some of this is definitely recency bias um, for sure, but Dylan, I think like, you would I, I, we'll, get, we'll get to it when I talk about it later. Never mind. It's It's not like we are saying that number 15 is a bad character they're you know our five favorite characters of all time so it's i was about to say this is from all franchises so even coming in at 13 that's like how many hundreds of games have we all played Mm. and they're still here yeah um beautiful games yeah all right let's get into what we've been playing uh let's uh i'm actually going to take one of my games off because um, I I have been playing it, but uh, not as intently as I have the other two, and I don't have as much to say about it yet. So uh, I'll go ahead and I'll knock out. Uh, I've been playing the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remasters. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about them other than 
they feel incredible. They feel exactly the way that I remember the uh, original game feeling. Um, I think they've done a lot of stuff to add to the quality of life uh, in those games, like adding in mechanics from like stuff that they added in with like Tony Hawk three, four, you know, underground American wasteland, all of those games. Um, and it's all wrapped up in this really awesome package. Like the menus are really great. They actually, they keep track of your progress in each of the quote unquote campaigns, uh, separate. Yeah. Um, and, they have like all of these awesome little challenges that you you have to do within each level. Like, I don't I don't know, man. It's an awesome overall package, and it was only forty bucks. Uh, I, I actually didn't didn't even pay full price for it because I had like uh, Microsoft rewards that uh, I redeemed. Um, but I mean, forty bucks. I really think that you cannot beat the the remaster of these games. I think they're crazy stupid fun so um yeah i plan on picking them up on thursday dude you it's uh, you're gonna have a, a lot of fun doing it i know um, dude i'm so excited awesome what is link evolution <sighs> you guys are gonna hate to hear about this i'm letting you know right now um <laughs> from- Oh, God. I'm going to keep it super brief because nobody wants to hear about this fucking game. Unless you're into this, you don't fucking care about it at all. Um, Link Evolution is Yu-Gi-Oh! Link Evolution. And I've been playing the shit out of it the past couple days for no fucking reason. Um, It's it's really cool. Um, I liked how Link Evolution came out um, last year. Uh, it came, it came out in Japan in April of last year, and then it came out in the rest of the world uh, August of last year. I, being the big uh, thinking guy that I was, I was like, "Fuck, I'm not waiting till that shit comes out in English." Because you guys don't know, um, you can totally make a Japanese account on your Switch. You just go to Nintendo's website, make a brand new account, link it to Japan. Japan is your home region because you don't have to actually put like a date, like a or fucking date. I'm dumb. You don't have to actually put like an address or anything or any specific region of Japan. You just literally put the country that you're from and it, you access that country's respective eShop. And then you make a new account on your Switch, you link the two together, boom, you have the Japanese eShop. It's kind of annoying because you can't, so you can use PayPal. Uh, you can use your PayPal account if you want to. Uh, just know that everything will be in Japanese. So, you have a translator on your phone that you can like take a picture of and translate it real quick or whatever you're not going to be able to understand it i don't recommend doing that um but if you go to places like play asia you can download uh yen cards or you can purchase yen gift cards instead of usd gift cards uh i think it's kind of dumb that they can't translate that respectively on their own but they can't whatever fucking reason um uh i yeah i downloaded it in japanese uh it is multi-language um, any game that you download uh, off the Japanese eShop or any country's eShop, if it's multi-language, it will go ahead and automatically subtitle and translate uh, to whatever language your Switch is preferred set to. So uh, the PS4 also does that. Xbox doesn't because they're behind the times, but PS4, uh, PS4 can do it, and I did it on my PS4. It's how I played all the cool Gundam games before they came over here. Um it's it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! simulator. 
that's all it is, man. It, it, it was cool for what it was, but even when it came out, it was behind. Uh, even when it dropped, it was behind in the card choices. I think it was like a couple. It was like a thousand to fifteen hundred cards short to what we already had available in stores in America. Just here in general. Um, then they updated it. They actually updated it earlier this year. And um, the card list goes all the way to March of this past year. And it includes storylines for you actually play through the campaign of every Yu-Gi-Oh! anime using the deck that that character that you're playing as used, or you can make your own and use it in whatever deck you use for online you can use in story. And it's fun. If you're into that kind of thing, it's fun. It's super cheap. I think the game's only like 30 bucks, uh, even on the eShop. I could be wrong about that, but I think it's only like 30 bucks. But yeah, that's it. Nobody really going to care too much about it. That's a very niche market. I don't expect either of you to be interested in that shit at all. <laughs> but as somebody who played Yu-Gi-Oh! competitively until last year, I was very interested in it. I actually very recently, uh, it was November of last year, that I actually sold my entire collection to my good buddy David for like $1,200. All right, then. One of my, my, my competitive deck alone was, I think David bought it for 600 Oh, shit. 35 cards, $600. Let that shit sink in. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, Dylan, why don't you tell me about Minecraft Dungeons? Yeah, I touched on it a little earlier, and I'll make this easier on you, uh, easier on us. And say that I've been playing both Minecraft Dungeons and Overwatch on my YouTube Let's Play series. Minecraft Dungeons, I mean, everyone knows Overwatch. I don't have to delve into that. But Minecraft Dungeons, was that? I said I've been watching. You're doing a great job. I oh, really thank you. Work. Yeah, I appreciate that. That makes that makes me feel like it's all worth it. I have one viewer that likes my content. <laughs> uh, Do you like it? That's thank you. Um, Minecraft Dungeons is super fun. It takes Diablo and then it makes a baby with Minecraft, and it's awesome. Uh, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I actually just made it to my tenth Let's Play uh, last yesterday, I guess. And I was, guys, I was so confident going into that video. If you listen to me as soon as the video starts. I'm making it out to be like it's going to be the final video in the story let's play. And I'm so confident and I'm going through it. And like halfway through the episode, I'm like, we're going to do this without dying, blah, blah, blah. And I got my shit handed to me that last level. (laughs) It was ridiculous. And the boss, I'm not going to spoil it. You can either play it for yourself or watch my videos is no fucking joke. I had not died the entire game up until the last two episodes and then the very last episode it was humiliating and i put it on youtube for everyone to see <laughs> but I, I i but i had to kick myself into the balls because i was like you walked in there so fucking full of yourself and you made a fool of yourself um but it's it's fun guys i love the looting aspect um it's a little repetitive in the stuff that you pick up in terms of like there's these things called artifacts And they're essentially like a little, I mean, it's what it is. It's an artifact. You use it, a special power happens. But there's not been too much variation in what I've seen. 
Um, maybe eventually there will be, especially after I beat this boss. I'm not really sure what comes next. Um, but it's super fun. Check it out. If you like that's this is what I've kind of been saying the Let's Plays. If you like Minecraft, it's your kind of game. If you like Diablo, it's your kind of game. And if you like both, then it's you're getting the best of both worlds. It's the cool thing about Minecraft uh, dungeons is that if you do have that affinity for Minecraft, I think Microsoft did this great marketing thing <laughs> to where you're playing and you're experiencing this stuff and it's super fun. But then in the back of your mind somewhere, there's that thing that's telling you like, I could really go for playing some Minecraft survival right now. And then it just makes you want to go and play that game. So Microsoft did great in the whole, they're going to make you buy both games because you're just going to want to play both. It's that much fun. And it makes, it makes you really kind of miss doing all this stuff in the real Minecraft and, you know, facing down all those enemies and stuff, but it's, it's good. I highly recommend it. I would say, um, eh, I'd, I'd give it, I'd give it right now a B plus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Interesting. and you kind of touched on it. Uh, you said you had been playing overwatch as well with your last, yeah. right? Yeah, I have, uh, I'm trying, I, I want to say let's play as like my intimate video series where I'm like talking you through what I'm doing and the sense of Minecraft dungeons and we're on the roll with the story together. I keep calling my overwatch stuff a let's play and in actuality, I'm just playing some games and I'm it's sometimes I go super quiet because I'm focused and I don't want to die and make a fool of myself. But, um, I'm essentially just kind of editing some of my better games, win or lose, into one video and throwing them up, kind of talking everyone through my novice gameplay. I'm not some fantastic player by any means, but I think I make good enough decisions to explain why I do what I do. Um, but it's super fun. It's my it's my uh, most favorite competitive first-person shooter game. I used to be super into Halo and all that stuff, but Overwatch took it to another level and... I mean, if you if you check out the content and you are a good player, let me know what I'm doing wrong because I got to get better. Like I came from Xbox as a platinum player, and now I'm like, so I I feel like I'm a bronze player, Josh. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, Austin, run us through Digimon Cyber Sleuth real quick. This is your moment. Oh, bruh. I've been waiting for this the whole episode. Um, I absolutely adore Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Um, I remember picking up the first one when I bought a PS4 for the first time, and I've loved it ever since. I was absolutely ecstatic uh, October of last year when I saw that Bandai Namco was like, hey, we're going to take both Cyber Sleuth games in one fucking package for $40 and drop it on your Nintendo Switch and and on Steam. I thought that that was fantastic. That is an amazing deal. These games, um, I recently deleted my save file and started completely over. And I wasn't even done with the second game. I had almost 200 hours clocked in. Because it counts your time between both games together on one save file. And I had almost 200 hours and I was not even I, I don't I wasn't even in the final chapter of the second game. And so how long this game has threw its teeth into me. Um, It's a fantastic game. It's you know, people think Digimon. They're like, oh, it's going to be corny and like really kid friendly. No, I would not let my child play this game. No, would not even <laughs> let them 
Cyber no, Sleuth is it's, it's dark. super fucking dark. It's dark. There's um there there's one case where you have to deal with a there's a whole thing about sexual assault. There's um a whole thing about a character who committed suicide. It is a very um I even think there's a serial there's like a chapter about a serial killer in the first one. I think you're right. Um yeah, there's a chapter about a serial killer and it's I didn't expect that because I also thought this game was going to be kid friendly. And when I picked it up, I picked it up just for nostalgia. I played through it and I absolutely loved it. It, it is the most fun with a video game that I've heard. honestly, I've had more fun with this game than I have any Pokemon game since black and white. And Dylan, I, I honestly think if you played this game, you would love it. I don't know if you watched Digimon as a kid, but it really doesn't matter if you did or not. Cause nothing that, anime has ever showed you prepares you for this game um no i, I think did. you I really enjoy the it first three uh, series of digimon and i did enjoy it and see that's all that mattered yeah yeah Everything you're right that was bad um um uh, cyber sleuth when it came out i was interested in it and then other stuff happened and i got more interested in other games coming out but it's always been on yeah. my like it's always been on my radar um i'm checking steam right now but i don't yeah there it is it's 50 bucks I mean, if it goes on sale, I'm going to add it to my wish list. What's what's the battle mechanics like? Um, so it's um, it's t- it's a turn based battle, and it's three v three. You have three Pokemon or Pokemon. God damn it! <laughs> um, I think you can have in total up to nine Digimon in your party, and um, the first three in your party will be the ones that take the battlefield first. Um, and you obviously you can switch them out if you want to like mid battle, but it does cost you a turn. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a turn based RPG. It's, it's so much fun. The combat is so good. Um, pretty cool story details wise. I touched on it a little earlier when I talked about Yukio and why she's my favorite character in the franchise and one of my favorite video game characters in general. Um, but the whole story is Pretty much this cyberspace that everybody goes into to like get their mind off of their daily lives and shit hits the fan you have these things called eaters that are breaking into the cyberspace and um they're pretty much attacking people's data and when they attack your data because it's kind of like synced up to your brain in a way these people slip into a coma and they call it eden syndrome and uh the character you actually play as was attacked by an eater and slipped into uh, Eden Syndrome, but through some twist of fate that is revealed later on in the game that I don't want to spoil it for Dylan in case he ever checks the game out, um, right. you, your, your, your data kind of separates from you. Like it, Your real body's in a coma, but your data ends up manifesting itself in the real world, which they kind of explain later because Digimon start to leak out into the real world in the same way that your character did. Um, it, it's a fantastic game. It's dark. There's a lot of plot twists. Uh, this is definitely not a, a, a game that I would let my five-year-old, five, uh, my four-year-old daughter take part in. It's great. And if you like Pokemon, you should try it, because I've honestly had more fun with this than any Pokemon game since, like, 2010. Damn. Yeah, it's definitely uh, got some Pokemon-esque mechanics in it. It does. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a lot I'm, of fun. I'm really excited for Digimon Survive. I'm so excited for that game. 
when it finally gets re- announced or not gets announced, but gets released. Yeah. Um, they promise it's coming sometime this year. They promise, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Dylan, go ahead and tell me how you feel about dead by daylight. It's a lot of fun and I got to thank you for it. I did not think I would be as invested in it as I am. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm playing nonstop because I am still trying to keep up with those YouTube series. But when I do step into dead by daylight and Josh, we actually had a good chance to play the other night. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And first off, you're super knowledgeable about the game. So thank you for helping me through my uh, novice phases. I'm now into novice bronze level. So that makes me feel a little better. Um, But it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've never played a game like it. I have never truly myself invested time into a game that's a 4v1 um, multiplayer scenario. I don't think I can recall ever doing that. So even though you are in a 4v1 scenario, you would think the survivors have the upper hand, but you're not in any way, shape, or form the uh, apex predator (laughs) on that map. You are made to feel very scared. And I don't think, Josh, you know, because you were there, I got more spooked playing that game than I have much (laughs) of anything else. There were times where, guys, I live in an apartment and I was yelling because fucking Michael Myers, holy hell, there was a time I was terrifying. It is so terrifying. And Sabrina was watching me play it today. She was standing. <laughs> she was standing behind me and we were in uh, the Hawkins lab from mm-hmm. Stranger Things. And I was actually going up against the nurse. It was my first time playing against her. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't like oh, that. No. Uh, Fuck the nurse. Quite honestly, Fuck guys, yeah, the nurse. I do not like it. And I'm sitting there and my heartbeat in the game is pumping and just boom, 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 boom. And if you don't know, that means that the killer is very close to you. Well, my thing is that I couldn't see the killer. I was looking all around. I had no fucking clue where she was. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, this makes no sense. And I turned to where my chest would be facing the side that I couldn't see. She is standing right there in front of me. And I screamed like a little bitch. And then Sabrina screamed and she jumped too (laughs) because I screamed. It was great. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, dude. That is one of my favorite games that I've played this year. And I got to thank you for recommending it because I don't think I would have ever tried it. And I gave you shit for like every time I sign on, I see Josh (laughs) Steam Dead by Daylight like every single time. But they have a lot to do. I like the challenges you can choose. I love the survivors. I love the like that you can choose from. I like their stories and everything. Like I was talking to you about one who is an original character. Um, Yes, it's. Zarina Kassir. And if you just read her little bio, it tells a nice little horror story in and of itself that I would actually like to see that in a movie or read about it in some other kind of fictional media. It sounded really cool. Um, So even the original characters have some awesome, awesome backstory to it. And I look forward to delving into it even more, especially now that we can all three play together. That's going to be fucking sick. Yeah, I'm super super down for that. Well, I mean, we can still play together now because it is cross-platform. It is cross-platform. Yes. Yes, we can do that. Um, We should do it after this four-hour podcast. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm honestly down. Oh, my Uh, God. I'm not going to bed anytime soon because I'm I'm probably going to take my medicine as soon as this is over. I will die. I am four hours away from being up for 24 hours. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Um, you guys are old. I am yeah. an old man. I, I have a uh, personal business to attend to tomorrow, so I need some sleep for that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Thanks for making me feel like an asshole. <laughs> Off, dude. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this last game real quick so we can get to the news and then get the fuck out of here. Um, yes. All right. Avengers. Austin. You hmm? were more. You like it more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like is a strong word, Josh. That's a strong word. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, I that was such a nice way of saying fuck this game. <laughs> no, no, honestly. Okay, here's here's the thing. Uh, I think some of my problems with it come from the fact that I am running on running it on the Xbox One S, so I know it's not the optimal way to play it. And Austin has the One X. He yeah, he yeah. has the one X. So he's definitely got the more beefy console compared to me. So he probably isn't running into the same issues I'm running into. Uh but oh, I, I wouldn't say that. I think the game <laughs> kinda runs I think the game kinda runs like shit. Uh I it's think rough around the like edges. All kinds of like texture pop ins and like little like glitches and shit that I, I've noticed and they just uh, uh yeah. it I kind of shit really bothers me. Um, I will give Austin this. Uh, I think that uh, so far, I, I mean, I've, I've only put in maybe like two or three hours. Um, I, I do think that the writing for the game so far has been very good. And the combat is mm-hmm. easy enough to, to kind of like wrap my head around. Um, although I will say this, I think Iron Man handles like shit. And I think his combat is not fun at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, it's I, actually my favorite character in the game to play as. Dude, I, hate it. I fucking hate Iron Man so much. Uh, I don't hate him as much as I hate Kamala or Thor. Okay. Kamala Harris, our new vice president to be. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh, no, we're not. Okay. Sorry. No, no, not, not, uh, Police Commissioner Kamala. Um, Said that so condescendingly. I was going to say he's been really condescending tonight. That joke didn't fucking land. I I don't appreciate some of the condescending nature that I've had given my way, especially. Oh, (laughs) I'm in a fragile state. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, Yeah. Handsome Jack down at eight. He's in a real fragile. Listen, don't take me back to that bullshit. I swear <laughs> to God. So I will say that single player offline. Um, I I enjoy the combat. Like Josh said, it's very simple, and it reminds me a lot of a uh, uh, twenty eighteen God of War. I don't know if that's the year it came out. I'm pretty that sure it is. Right. Um, yeah, that's right. It reminds me a lot of twenty eighteen's God of War. Um, as far as like combat. I I don't think the game runs that bad um, on, on on my end on my con like you said it could be because I'm playing on the one X but I also don't know um runs pretty good except holy shit you get close to the end of the game and there's so many characters in the cutscenes on screen at once that frame rate takes a fucking dip oh wow 
had frame rate issues out the ass for the last campaign mission. I don't know what Crystal is doing. They need to get that multiplayer shit figured out because the game is fucking terrible in multiplayer. It is awful. Mm. Like you think single player handles like shit? Go play a multiplayer mission. It's cancer. It is so fucking bad. I, I I played a mission. I played a couple missions today with David, and I played as Black Widow, Captain America, and Hulk. I fucking hated playing as Black Widow online. Every time I would use the fucking um, uh, what's her what's her grapple hook called? It's called like the Widow something. Um, uh, but every time I would use that to get up on a ledge, it would immediate like she would get on the ledge run and then jump off the fucking ledge every time i literally could not get on the upper levels of of the of the area because she would just fucking turn around and jump off every time without me doing any kind of input whatsoever i was like dude this doesn't happen in single player this is and i and i would know that because black widow is my most played character in the single player campaign i think she's the most fun um dude i they they rolled out an update for the game that they promised would fix load times and other things, and I honestly think they made load the load times worse. Because mm-hmm. I was loading up a game today with David. It actually I clocked it. It actually took me nine minutes in that loading screen to get into that mission. And I just thought that was fucking ridiculous. I was like, there is no reason why a game that came out this generation of consoles in 2020 should take me nine minutes to get through a fucking load screen. That's asinine. That should never fucking happen. Um, With that being said, I don't think the game is terrible. I think multiplayer is terrible. Um, Just because Josh hasn't finished it, I'm not going to spoil the ending. Well, also because the game came out fucking two weeks ago. I'm definitely not going to spoil it. Um, But it needs work. It needs to be polished and refined, and I can go ahead and tell you I would have been fucking livid if I spent money on that game. I would have been absolutely mad if I spent full price on that game. Fair enough. Um, All right, uh, cool. Well, let's go ahead and get through this news fairly quickly. Um, this first topic, I'm actually going to roll these first three into the same one because I think they all kind of touch on, uh, very similar stuff. Um, the Xbox Series S and X were finally fully announced, at least price points and release date. So, uh, we got to look at the S finally, like what it looks like. And it is Xbox's smallest console, which is, uh, kind of surprising considering how beefy the series X is. Uh, but this thing doesn't have a, uh, disc drive. So that's part of the thing that's, uh, obviously, causing it to, you know, lose some space, but also, um, it looks like they have, uh, like they don't have as much of a need for, uh, cooling. Like if you watch that video where they've got the whole thing, 
like you know where they break it apart or whatever it looks like it's a singular fan in the series s and the series x has multiple fans for the cpu um yeah so but basically what it comes down to is the series s uh and the series x both launch on the same day uh november 10th um, the Series S is going to be two ninety nine. It does fourteen forty p gaming up at up to one hundred and twenty uh, frames per second, and the Series X is going to do four uh, K gaming at up to um, one hundred twenty frames a second. Uh, oh, and it's it's uh, four ninety nine is its price. Uh, Honestly, those are some. In all actuality, those are some really good fucking price points. Yeah, I I think that I did not expect the Series X to be the same price that the One X was on launch. Yeah, no, I I did not either. I was I'm genuinely surprised by just how they managed to get the prices where they did. Which actually, I mean, this kind of ties into the the second thing that I had written here uh, the inner business. International Business Times actually had an article that said that the um, uh, the same CPU is in the Series S that is in the Series X, but it's a hundred dollars cheaper than, and that even that's not even true. It's actually two hundred dollars cheaper because it's two ninety nine versus four ninety nine. But uh, they're saying that Xbox and Microsoft are going to be taking losses by selling these at the prices that they're selling them at. So we don't know what PlayStation's even selling them at right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, I still understand. We, we don't know what Sony is doing, but Microsoft will be taking a loss on their consoles. Uh, but it makes sense because I mean, they want people to utilize that game pass mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that uh, I think is most interesting looking at this. I actually had a conversation with a group of guys uh, earlier today because I think that if if Sony wants to meet Microsoft on price to make sure that they're still competitive, that is fine. But you have to take into account that they do not have Game Pass on their system. They do not have a safety net to make up for their lack of selling or, or for selling their system at a loss. If because we're, what we're thinking is that they they have very similar specs, so they probably have very similar uh, production uh, costs. If Sony is selling theirs at the same price as Microsoft, and Microsoft is taking a loss on theirs, Microsoft can take that loss because they have game pass and game yeah. pass will pay for the money that they're losing. Sony does not have that luxury at all. So, uh, and I mean, earlier in the year, uh, I don't remember this was like a couple months ago or something like that. Sony actually did buy a, uh, I, I don't remember the exact amount of stock, but they bought stock in, in Epic and that means that basically any time that 
you know, an Epic product is used or something like that, Sony gets a little bit of a kickback from that because they own stock now in Epic. So maybe Sony is trying to diversify uh, the stuff for PlayStation so that then they could make up for the 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 lost revenue from selling the consoles at a loss. But I don't know, man. Like, that's... I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what else I can say about it other than, like... Um, I'm really glad that we finally have a price and a release date for the Xbox. Yeah. And we will um, find out the rest tomorrow. Yep. Yep. So far... So far, I'm siding with Xbox. Um, my uh, Sony has the ability to sway me tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, I I feel you on that. I'm I'm gonna get both eventually. Um, I am going to get one of them at launch, and then I'm going to get the other. Um, on uh probably probably tax season next year when taxes come back tax return season or whatever you want to fucking call it. I don't know what that shit's called. Yeah. Just whatever. know I get my money. <laughs> um, get my money. I, I, if Sony announces that this might be kind of dumb to be the reason why if Sony announces that, um, Miles Morales will be a launch title. Then I might, I'm probably going to go PS five. If it's not a launch title, then I'm probably going to go Xbox, but also price points are dependent. Um, you know, if the PS5 is going to be like $600, then I'm going to do the cheaper route and get the one X for the simple fact that I just dropped $1,200 on a PC. <laughs> yeah. So I actually had the conversation with Madison. I was like, well, you know, I could like finance the Xbox, you know, series X and get a PS5. And she was like, please stop. He was like, you stress me the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was her way of saying, "Fucking do that." All right. So, in regards to the Xbox reveal and the prices and everything, I put it out there at the time. The rumors for the disc-based PS5 were five ninety nine, and the discless was four ninety nine. So that was about a hundred dollars off. We know now, but we were getting the prices for Microsoft systems that day, and. I threw it out there. I said, which do you intend to buy? The PS5, the Series X, or the Series S? And so I got several comments uh, along the lines of this. Uh, Tyler had written in, or well, didn't write in, but uh, had replied uh, he said, I never buy the first gen of a new system. They're always overpriced and riddled with bugs. And I actually got several uh, comments that were along the same lines. And I think that that makes sense. Uh, the, the thing that I push back with is that I don't really know that that is the case anymore. The Xbox One and the PS4 did have some faulty uh, consoles at launch, but it wasn't nearly to the same extent that like the PS3 and the Xbox 360s were, where the Xbox 360, you know, had the red ring that was catastrophic, honestly. And then the PS3 had the yellow light 
of death, which was more or less the same thing. And it, it was not as large amount of the PS3s that had that issue, but it was still a pretty significant amount of them. And it was caused by the same issue. It was overheating. And so I completely understand what he said. And, uh, yeah, so that, that makes sense to me. Uh, my friend Julie, also wrote in and she said that she was actually considering the, or she said, I am actually considering Xbox when that was not the case previously. That price point is so alluring. And she also said, I don't really need 4k by any means. I'm more than happy with a good 1440p setup and my eye usually won't tell too much of a difference anyways. And that is another thing that really kind of made sense to me there are a lot of people who are talking smack i think about the series s in that it won't be as powerful especially when you consider that the ps5 discless version is going to have the same inner workings as the regular disc-based ps5 so the series s is kind of seen as like a uh, like a in-between console, it's a little bit more powerful than the, you know, the Xbox One X, I suppose, but not as powerful as the Xbox Series X is concerned. So, like, yeah, that definitely makes it sort of like a quote-unquote lesser system. But the thing I see is that there aren't, a whole lot of people with 4k in their houses. Uh, It just isn't as prevalent as it probably could be. And I think that comes to down to the fact that like 4k TVs are just not as big or well, not as priced nicely as, you know, 1080p or even 1440p TVs are. So I think that what she's speaking to actually is one of the things that I, I considered getting the S for myself. I think I'm going to go with the X just to kind of future proof myself, but I had considered the S because I don't need the discs and I don't have a 4k TV. So it would have been for, for a hundred bucks cheaper you know, it makes perfect sense to me that, or sorry, not a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. It's two ninety nine, and 200 bucks cheaper. It just makes sense for a whole lot of people to get in with that next gen experience for, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and the last one that I wanted to read here was from, uh, my friend Patrick and Patrick said, PlayStation. I don't care about the price. I prefer the controller of the PlayStation over Xbox, and I prefer the console exclusives PlayStation offers. And I think that that is 100% valid. I think had I had the money at the time to really kind of go forward and get uh, both consoles the PS4 or the Xbox one, I probably would have done that, 
because the controllers for PlayStation are nice, but also the exclusives for PlayStation really do matter. Like, I don't think that they matter as much as a lot of people make them out to be. Uh, I don't think that exclusivity on your games is the end-all be-all because, uh, I mean, if that were the case, then I don't think that anyone would buy an Xbox ever. It just, I don't, I just don't think that that's the case. Also, I don't know that uh, many people would really buy as much Sony if, if exclusive or all that exclusives are all that matter, then there would be a lot more Nintendo, like Nintendo would just continue to lead the race because the reverence for those exclusives still exist in mass quantities. Uh, but with that said, uh, I do think that there's a little bit more to be said about how the the exclusives for this generation are shaping up because, and I'll get into this in the the PlayStation pickup, they there aren't really any true exclusives to these new consoles coming out. So really, this comes down to I think just a matter of price and or which platform you prefer. As like Patrick said in his, you know, what he wrote in, he said, I prefer PlayStation. I don't care about the price. So I think that that will definitely shade in there for some people. And I cannot say that I disagree with anything that he had to say. Uh, Another thing that's going to add value to Xbox is the fact that, uh, Game Pass is now getting EA Play, which was already its own separate subscription, rolled into yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, so that to me speaks volumes for what Microsoft is doing in terms of getting the most value to their to their player base. Um, <laughs> and actually, the next story that's on the list it actually kind of speaks to that because I think that I think that Microsoft is doing a really great job at extracting value and giving that value to their customers. And oh, yeah, I'm, I do too. I'm not sure that that Sony is doing the same thing and it really, I don't know. It really saddens me that so many people are still on the Sony bandwagon after they've proved through this whole year when we knew that the PS5 was coming and shit like that they're they still haven't said anything and like admittedly Microsoft had to say something because you know the shit started leaking on their end but still Microsoft went first and they were pretty open about yeah they took the reins on that situation Sony has been in the lead this entire well i mean obviously we talked you know console wars don't exist or whatever but like in terms of like overall sales the ps4 has been ahead for quite a while sony does not have to worry about you know whether or not they can come out and whether or not microsoft will undercut them on price and shit like that like sony clearly didn't really matter and has squandered it by just the fact that they don't really care about appealing to their consumers. they t- or it, At least that's the way it seems to me. Um, 
Which, to, I, to me, that sucks, man. I love PlayStation. I love trophies. I love the exclusives. I, I really love the whole PlayStation ecosystem, and I just feel like I've been wronged by Sony this past year and a half, two years. And it started all the way mm-hmm. back, like I said, like two years ago, when they were like, yeah, we don't really know about this cross-play shit. Like, that's fine if you guys want to do it, but no, nah, I don't know if it's really for us. There's no reason not to, and that's what kills me, and I don't know why they're being such ignorant bitches about the topic. Like, yeah. it, that's where gaming is going. I don't really get it either. I mean, look at us. We were just talking about, hey, we can play Dead by Daylight together because it is cross-platform. Austin doesn't have his PC yet. So Josh, you and I can hop on Steam and play Dead by Daylight with Austin playing through Game Pass. Or it can be, hey, me and Sabrina want to kick it on a game. You know what? She can hop on the PlayStation, get on Dead by Daylight. We can fucking play that shit together. Yeah, We can play Fortnite together. Other games aren't taking advantage of it as quickly as I'd like them to. Um, namely Apex Legends and Borderlands 3. Apparently Borderlands 3, it is in the works for them. So that's great. But it's 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 more about, I look at Sony and I point my finger and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because Honestly. I don't see enough effort on their behalf. And they're going down a bad route in the sense of, I feel like they're too comfortable on that high horse right now because they're not being open to cross-platform and they are doing stupid business decisions like locking Spider-Man on Avengers behind the Sony platform. And that's it. You can't get Spider-Man any other way. So that's another bad call on their part. And I know that's not some drastic thing to everyone. Like, I'm not even going to buy Avengers, but I still care because I don't believe that to be right. I don't think you should get one of the most prolific heroes only on Sony just because they I, I get it guys I truly get it but you don't see Microsoft being some little bitches about the Minecraft IP so why not take Spider-Man and let him be accessible to everyone yeah yeah I agree yeah and then I, I agree to add on on to that like uh I don't I don't know if you guys had been keeping up with the whole backwards compatibility thing but there was like rumors for a really long time that PlayStation was going to have backwards compatibility like going as far back as PS1 uh and not ser- not necessarily disc based stuff but like with your digital purchases through like the PlayStation Classics on the uh like the PS3 um digital store and shit like that but uh there was like an Ubisoft thing that came out f- saying uh, it was like in their FAQs and it was like, you know, how does upgrading from PS4 to PS5 work? And they, they said, you know, um, you'll be able to move and PS4 players will be able to join multiplayer games with uh, PlayStation 5. But then it said backwards compatibility will be available for supported PlayStation 4 titles, but will not be possible for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation games. Which, okay, we... I I think we had hoped that we would get everything, but we kind of knew that it would just be PS4 to PS5. Uh, But the thing about that is, is it only says for supported PlayStation 4 titles. So I don't think that we're getting the full uh, breadth of 
PS4 backwards compatibility the way the Xbox is tackling it, and they're going to have games going back as far as like the original Xbox. I think yeah. people are going to sleep on Xbox during this coming generation, but they've been playing the long game for a long time, and they're now more consumer friendly than they have ever been. They are giving us not only the backwards compatibility, but they're giving us the coolest feature to come out of this generation to me, and that's Game Pass. And they have targeted their new price points at such a attainable bit, like an obtainable model for the consumer that realistically they have a huge jump. I know Sony has the exclusives. That is what everyone will always say till they're fucking blue in the face. But Microsoft is the better consumer friendly side and they actually give a damn about the gamers where Sony seems like they're kind of being the old man on the front porch saying, get off my lawn. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Love the way you worded. I love Sony. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but they're really irritating me recently. Yeah, yeah, and and that's fair. Uh, absolutely fair. Okay, so as I said in the very beginning with that pickup, uh, the day after we recorded our episode, so we recorded on the set. Uh, I. Yeah, I guess it was the 17th. That's That doesn't seem right. But anyway, uh, the day after we recorded, the PS5 reveal event happened. And so basically, they came out the gate and showed more stuff. So they showed more games. They showed Final Fantasy 16 with a debut trailer. Uh, I saw this and was very excited. Um, even though we don't know when it's coming or what state of development is is in. I, as a final fantasy fan was not a gigantic fan of final fantasy 15 and haven't really been a big fan of the series since I would say 10, uh, I never played 12. I still have not gotten around to it. 13 turned me off from the series very, very hard. And then the other two were MMOs. Uh, I think 15 is a very half-baked and uh, disappointing mess, (laughs) to say the least. Uh, With that said, though, I still have such a reverence for the series that when I see a new Final Fantasy anything, I get excited. Um, And... So here's hoping that it doesn't take as long as 15 did. 15 was in development for over 10 years. And yeah, uh, so that said, they they did make a point of saying that the, the footage shown was running on PC spec to what the PS5 could handle. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, it is being directed by the director of Final Fantasy 14 which if anyone remembers was a complete disaster when it launched, but has since turned around completely. So that is kind of exciting. Uh, They also gave us another glimpse at the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. They, the gameplay looks awesome. Uh, I'm really glad that Miles Morales is getting his own game. The cost will be $50, which is, I think, kind of cool. That's similar to what the 
$40 price point is now with like $60 games. So it's kind of like a, a mid-tier sort of thing. Uh, there is a point of controversy, though, where the Deluxe Edition is coming with a remastered version of the PS4 Spider-Man, but it is only available in this Deluxe Edition, and the Deluxe Edition is $70. There is no way, as of this moment, there is no way to get the remastered version of Spider-Man either free with an upgrade or even by purchasing it. Um, at least that's not what the plans are according to Sony, which has pissed off a lot of people. I, I don't necessarily mind it because I think that if you're getting Miles Morales on the PS five, you, I mean, you've either played Spider-Man already or you haven't. And, 20 bucks to get an extra game is not that big of a deal to me, but that, I mean, maybe I'm in the minority there. Uh, they also showed off Hogwarts legacy, which, uh, is coming from avalanche studios. It is the long rumored Harry Potter universe game. Uh, it's supposed to be an open world RPG and, uh, it obviously takes place in Hogwarts. So, it's scheduled to come out sometime next year. Uh, we'll see because it has been rumored for a very long time, like three or four years. I would I would say at least. But uh, Avalanche is a great team. If this there, so there are two Avalanches. There is uh, Avalanche Studios and then Avalanche like GameWorks or something like that. And one of them was working on the. Uh, they've worked on like the Mad Max game. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the, the open world game that they've made. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know what the actual, I'm really blanking on the name. It's killing me. Um, anyway, the, so they, they worked in open worlds before the other one worked on Skylanders, I believe, uh, this is the the open world team. Uh, so they also showed uh, Demon Souls remake coming from Blue Point Games and um, Japan Studio. It is. It looks beautiful. Like it looks just straight up beautiful. It is going to be uh, a launch game on PS5 that was confirmed. So that is cool. I'm really glad that they're doing that. And it is only on PS5. Another uh, little thing that kind of got some controversies doing was that a couple of these games that had been showed as PS5 games were also coming to PS4. So there was that. Um, they showed some uh, stuff for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, and the alpha that is coming, they have a special edition of Devil May Cry 5 that will be coming to PS5. They showed some more uh, Oddworld Soulstorm uh, with, uh, with actual gameplay this time, so that was cool. They showed another trailer for Resident Evil 8, and I'm, I'm very, very stoked for this game. Fi- 
Resident Evil 7 was quite good, and the last two remakes, I think, are excellent. Uh, people don't agree with me on 3. That's fine. I think 3 is awesome. Uh, and then they also showed uh, a new Deathloop trailer, so that is awesome. That game is shaping up to be something special, I think. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I think it's I think it's looking nice. And then at the uh, at the end of the show, they revealed the price and the date. The price for the disc, uh, the disc-based PS5 will come in at four ninety-nine, and the discless all-digital version will be at three ninety-nine, and they will be coming on November twelfth. So the like I said before, the price point on this is about a hundred dollars cheaper than we had expected. And I think that that's really smart of them to try to come in line. I think that both these console manufacturers manufacturers really wanted to get these consoles out at about $600. Uh, I could be wrong and, you know, that's very within the realm of possibilities, but it seemed like with the way that these machines were being built, that $600 seemed, at least to me, like the most viable price point. But, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, coming in at 500 is, I think, really great. I think it's really smart for both companies, you know, consumer-friendly price point. The... Well, I'll get into that in just a second. The Really, the last thing is that they, they had a little, like, one more thing moment at the very end where... Or, well, it was really two things. They announced a PlayStation Plus collection, uh, which was a perk that is being added to the PlayStation Plus subscription and will give PS5 players access to a library of PS4 games, including God of War, Days Gone, Persona 5, Monster Hunter World, Uncharted 4. Um, I, I think it's a bunch of their, like, best of titles, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I think that that is, again, that's another thing. Um, but here's, here's where we're going to get into some controversy, uh, and to, and to speak to this thing explicitly on, I believe Twitter, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to look at it, uh, and, and remember where I find where I saw this, but one of the Sony executives was saying something along the lines of, we don't think that putting your first party titles on a subscription service is a good model. And we don't think it's sustainable, but, and admittedly, admittedly, these are PS4 games. So it's kind of like not as big of a deal, but I really think that this, kind of jab at at xbox is kind of a bullshit thing when they did the exact same thing with the playstation plus collection like you're really going to say that having a subscription service with games on it i know i know that they were talking specifically about first party games but saying that that isn't a sustainable model and then doing it yourself through your playstation plus is very very hypocritical and to to me just was not a good sign is, uh, but 
the marketing for this PlayStation 5 has been really, really shoddy all over the place. And that leads me to the thing that has probably gotten me most pissed off in the last week or so about this entire situation. And that is the pre-order fiasco. So in July, Eric Lampel, who's the head of marketing for Sony, or at least PlayStation, was talking to Jeff Keighley for the uh, Summer of Games event or something like that. And basically, there had been a rumor that it, that PS5 was going to drop pre-orders like the following day or something like that. And there were people who were like waiting outside of stores and, and all of that kind of stuff. And Jeff Keighley asked Eric Lampell about that and what was going on. And Lampell's answer was, don't worry, we're going to give you plenty of notice before pre-order, like to pre-order the system. And then they have this conference where they don't announce pre-orders. They give us a release date for the console and they give us price points. But then they they end the show. They end the show with the with the God of War sequel teaser, which I actually didn't touch on, and that was my bad. But uh, so there's a God of War, War sequel. I cool. Um, I. <laughs> I really don't think that game is as good as a lot of people think that it is, but you know, that's just me anyway. So they end the game with their God of War sequel teaser. And so nothing is said. And then about 15 minutes later, it is broken on Twitter that the PS five pre-orders will start tomorrow. There was no notice, like at all. Like a couple of hours of notice is nothing. And so it turned out that, you know, that was kind of, I guess, bullshit. Or maybe, you know, they just didn't market this correctly. And, you know, it is what it is. But then pre-orders started going live on all of these websites before the actual release date for the pre-orders Walmart, uh, I think was the first one to go and then Best Buy followed suit. And it was just a whole, whole thing where people were scrambling to get their pre-orders in on websites or in store or, or what have you. And it's because Sony gave no notice. And this has really, really soured me on the PS5. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm still going to get one. I love the PlayStation ecosystem and I love the exclusives. I just don't know what the fuck they were thinking. And it is really disheartening considering the marketing behind the PS4 at launch and all the way up through the first couple of years of the PS4's life cycle were so very, very good and geared towards me, the gamer, the consumer. And this has just been botched. I really, really think... I, I have been saying this since probably... I, I don't remember the exact year, but the E3 press conference where they had the four games and they started it out in the tent with the with the last of us uh trailer 
And then they moved everybody from the tent into the theater. And that, I, I believe it was 2017. That E3 event to me was like a showcase that Sony was like swinging their dick around. They were like, we're hot shit. We know it. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And all of that, all the way up to this has just reeked of this, of hubris to me from Sony. And that's really, really, really upsetting. There, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to get a PS five. I don't know if, if I'm going to get one at launch. I don't know what the thing, what, what the deal is. Uh, they actually on Twitter earlier today, about an hour ago, uh, they said, Hey, we're sorry about the whole pre-order thing that, you know, sucks. We don't want you guys to think that you're not going to be able to get one. We're going to have plenty at launch. Uh, more pre-orders will be available next week. And that almost feels like a, they were trying to create artificial scarcity sort of thing to me. And that again is not something that is very fun for me as a consumer, but it is what it is. So, those are my thoughts on the PS5 reveal. Uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. I, I'm i very excited for the console. I think, you know, it kind of looks like a fucking router or like one of those gigantic, beautiful sky- skyscrapers in Dubai. But either way, uh, I'm excited for the PS5. I'm excited for these consoles. As much as I, I said that, you know, I think that the God of War game from 2018 is not as good as everyone makes it out to be i still think it's a great game and i'm super excited for the sequel uh i'm excited for miles morales i'm excited for uh horizon um forbidden west like i am very excited for a bunch of the things that they have coming down their pipeline uh ratchet and clank uh again is another one like i i am excited for the ps5 and yeah so i'm gonna leave it there the, the next one I have on my list was everything that was announced at the Ubisoft Forward, but I almost want to cut this because we didn't... Learn it was all shit. We, yeah. It was, let's just leave it at that. There was no great games like Far Cry, Shown, or Assassin's Creed. It was all some jumbled mess of bullshit that had an animated music video halfway through it that was fucking awful and all the games were shit. <laughs> all right, I don't know about that. The music video was kind of heat. Oh, oh, it was fucking God. garbage. The Scott like Pilgrim versus the World uh, video garbage. game. Uh, you shut your fucking mouth. I'm just heated, man. I wasted my whole fucking hour watching their bullshit. Yeah, they... Didn't watch it. With the exception of those... I knew it was going to be bad, and I didn't watch it. Like, there was nothing there that I was like, yeah! <laughs> there, there was... I mean, there was the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, but, like... Dude, that game looked like a PS2 game. That's what everyone's saying, and I agree. I understand it's alpha footage, but it looks like some hot garbage. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Ubisoft. It was a bad, bad direct, whatever they called it. Forward. They fumbled in Nintendo, and Nintendo hasn't even put anything really out this year. Yeah, so. That's just stupid. I will say the Phoenix Rising game looks kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. But well, I'm going to buy that. Honestly. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. 
But again, that's fine if you want to show that. But don't fucking not show anything on Far Cry 6 or Valhalla, like your two biggest games coming out right now. I thought Just, that was pretty odd, too. Yeah, and then they ended the show with like a, oh, one last thing thing, and then they showed Riders Republic, which no what one the fucking fuck? cares. I saw it, and I thought it was like some trials something, like some kind of motorcycle downhill racing game. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? And then tons of these little bikes are rolling down a hill and I'm lost to shit. And then they're like, no, this is the video game. This is the one guys. (laughs) This is what we worked this whole entire forward to. It's a game where you can get together with all your friends and roll a bicycle down a hill. And I was like, great. That's the, that's the number one thing I wanted this year was to ride a bicycle down a fucking dirt hill. And I know that's like the like the bare minimum description that I could give for the video. But if you watch that fucking video, it is sad how much they hyped up this. I don't know what kind of audience they were trying to appeal to. Like, honest to God, I have no idea what that video. It was such a stupid way to end their direct. Yeah, I thought it was terrible, too. I'm heated about the Ubi. Like, I wasted my time. <laughs> you and me both dude <laughs> yeah you were sitting there like what the fuck is this like why is there a music video yeah uh so even though ubisoft didn't do so hot uh how do we feel about that mario 35th anniversary direct <sighs> you guys Boy. like that shit way more than i do oh yeah i forgot you don't like mario no or either um, Oh, okay. Well, in that case, hey Josh, how do you feel about it? I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> still I, excited. I'm, I'm still excited I'm, as fuck. Three D All Stars. Three D All Stars is gonna be a triple pack with sixty four um, Sunshine and Galaxy, and I am stoked mm-hmm. as fuck. Uh, I, I think do, Sunshine is the one I'm looking forward to play. Yeah, agreed. Um, I do think it's a little strange that, uh, one, the, the game is going to be kind of vaulted like the Disney fault sort of thing. It's only available for a limited time. Uh, like, and that's digital and physical. Like I get fit. I get physical. That's fine. But I don't understand why you wouldn't just keep it up on the storefront for people to buy digitally after this day. Yeah. I think that's a little fucking strange, and I don't know what the hell they're doing with that, but whatever. Nintendo. Boy, I hope that doesn't become a trend. You and I think it's going to, and I think that... Um, I think it's going to for Nintendo games. I think it's going to be really good. And I also think it's going to be really bad. And I, I say really good because I think that um, I, I don't know if you guys have been seeing anything about the 3D All-Stars, but uh, it is sold out already everywhere. Uh, pre-orders are sold out on Best Buy. They're sold out on GameStop. They're sold out on Amazon. They're sold out on Walmart of all fucking places. Um, what, what, what other retail sells video games? Uh Pretty much any major retailer that sells video games is sold out of uh, uh, pre-orders. Um, is selling like fucking hotcakes, just like Nintendo knew it would. 
And I honestly think um, that a lot of that is because they are vaulting it. And I also, I'm 100% believe they're going to do this exact same thing next year. Because next year is Zelda's 35th anniversary. Don't, because I told myself they were going to do this with Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess. I fucking told... That just makes me feel worse, because I feel like you're right. And they're going to do the same yeah. shit. They're going to do the whole vaulting method. Um, I hope I on, I want them to do one with Zelda. I think that's long overdue. Um, I think that uh, something like Skyward Sword, which which has been leaked, um, that there there was a there was a pre order listing for a, a Switch remake, not a port, a, a Switch remake of Skyward Sword uh, was listed on uh, Amazon UK about a month ago. Okay. So I I think and, and there's also been something happened with Ocarina of Time. It was uh re trademarked. Um which I think people are looking too deeply into that. Uh um a lot of the times companies have to re trademark things because uh when you trademark something you have it for a set amount of time. It does expire. So um I think yeah, I think that was just Nintendo not letting that expire. Um Yeah think we're getting anything of ocarina of time anytime soon yeah i'm very excited i think the vault thing is going to be a good idea for them but it's going to be really bad for scalping it already is yeah unless unless you're a digital shopper like myself in which case people are already putting there's already listings on ebay for uh uh 3d all-stars for like 80 bucks that's ridiculous it's only going to get worse yeah, yeah. So they also uh, announced um, that they were bringing Super Mario 3D World over, uh, and it's going to come with something called Bowser's Fury. They didn't really quite say what that is, uh, but it's mm-hmm. coming out early next year. I think that's awesome because I actually really like Super Mario 3D World. I don't think it's the best Mario. I don't even think it's the best 3D Mario, but I really think that game's super underrated. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. They're bringing Mario Kart uh, to life with like little miniatures. It looked like. I think that that's so fucking cool. And I think that's a cool idea. Uh, I I just want to see how it, like how it sells. I I think it's a cool idea. It's not something I want to do. And I would be interested to see if that's the, the route that they take Mario Kart down next. I hope that it isn't, but um, Uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool as a one-off thing, but I don't want to see every Mario Kart being like this. Yeah. No, or any other Mario Kart. I think if they just did it this one time, we're going to buy it. It's a cool, unique idea. It's going to sell like fucking hotcakes. But I don't want to see this happen again. Yeah, no, me either. Uh, the last thing at this direct that I think is even really kind of remotely worth talking about um, is that. Uh, oh my god, I'm fucking! I don't know what the hell just happened. My <laughs> my, my I blinked and my my fucking page was gone. <laughs> Okay. God damn. Okay. Super Mario Brothers 35, uh, Mario Brothers Battle Royale. 
Uh, kind of looks like uh, Tetris 99 to me. And, yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking too when I saw it. Like, that's cool, but I'm kind of over the whole let's make everything a fucking Battle Royale thing. Mm-hmm. Really I think it's over. a cool concept for sure. Yeah, I think it's very cool uh, in much the same way that I think Tetris 99 is cool. I just... I don't care. <laughs> like, I just don't care. Um, but uh, the they have it at the uh, at the Mario Direct, obviously. But you also wrote here that they announced the Breath of the Wild prequel, which was it's the um, Legends of Hyrule game, right? Just the second uh, or Hyrule Warriors. That's what it is. I'm I'm. Fuck, dude. Brain exploded when I saw that. I'm so fucking pumped. You guys have no fucking clue. Yeah, I'm not uh, a too big of a fan of the Muso genre. Um, I'm not either. But I am but, excited for that one. Um, I, hold on. I'm, I'm going to pause you real quick. Uh, my audacity is not like it says it's recording but i'm not seeing any spikes or anything like it's like it's not even picking anything up no you're you're fine it's gonna do that because we've been recording for so long okay okay as long as i'm not just fucking stupid yeah no you're you're fine um the the thing that excites me the most about that and i never realized it until this morning when me and david were talking about it this is the first time that Zelda, that the Zelda franchise is making a trilogy out of something. And I think that's fucking awesome. Whether mm. you want to consider it a trilogy because it is technically a different style of game, I am nonetheless fucking excited for that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I'm, I'm glad that they ha- are deciding to, like, add a story to Hyrule Warriors, uh, even if it is, like, you know, a fucking Musou story. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Um, I, have you have you seen what's been going on with Hyrule Warriors in the last couple of days since they announced that? Uh, I have not. It's sold out everywhere. Really? It's being sold for $100 on eBay currently. Damn. So That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's nuts because I, I, I and I'm pissed because I went to go buy it and I was like, no, fuck no, I'm paying a hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that was big, especially for you. Um, next uh, oh, yeah. order of business, I think this is big for Dylan. Uh, and I just wanted to throw this in here. We could talk about it real quick. The Witcher Three Wild Hunt will be. Uh, getting a free upgrade for next generation hardware. Um, so it's going to allow stuff like ray tracing. It's going to have faster load times, uh, stuff like that. Honestly, if you already have a PC, you're probably getting most of this stuff already. But um, for the people who are playing on console, I think that uh, this is a really cool thing. Cause it's a good time. To give the game a shot because I it's on my top five games of all time for a reason. It follows a beautiful story. I know we didn't put any characters on that. Josh, I'm actually bloody barren. Yeah, yeah, he was in my short list. I uh, I thought after we had talked that you were going to move him onto yours, so I I can <laughs> not have him Oops. on mine. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have my made it to number one. 
only question about uh Witcher 3 getting an upgrade to next gen consoles. Um as far as the Xbox goes, the Game Pass version of Witcher 3 be automatically upgraded to the Xbox uh Series X? I feel I like assume so. Yeah, I feel like they're going to put the best one out there for you. Yeah, that's what the whole Cuz I don't own the game. I'm playing the You're playing what? Playing the Game Pass version. I don't actually own the game. I never bought it. But yeah. it is on Game Pass. And that's how I've been playing it. So this the smart delivery thing is uh is based on whatever your console uh, whichever console you're playing it on, you're going to get the best version of that game for your console. So if you have like the highest end Xbox, your Xbox is going to make that game look and run the best that it can. And so. those of you who that are going to have a chance to play it, Austin, you playing it now, take your time. It is a game to be explored in its entirety, much like Red Dead. We talked about that earlier. It's a game that you have at your fingertips, and I think it is crucial that you explore every nook and cranny. I I started playing it the other night, and um, uh, I'm going to say it like this for future monetization reasons. Um, I did take my medicine before I started playing that game. <laughs> and that opening cutscene blew my fucking mind. Yes, opening raven very good. flew into the eye and then busted the dude's head. I was like, Bruh, "What? Yeah, Am I watching?" That, that thing with Yennefer is awesome. Yes, she is a badass sorceress, yeah, and it only gets I, better I, from I, there. As soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Okay, I'm hooked." I'm in, and haven't <laughs> played the game in like 48 hours. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you just broke fix that a little bit. It did, but the good news is, is you get to see Geralt naked in a bathtub soon, so that'll keep you playing. Boom. I, I'm not going to lie. I want the figure of that. I think that that's really funny. Uh, I think it's funny. Said. Okay. Uh, what is the title? Go ahead, Josh. What is what? What is the title of this episode? Uh, Adult Medicine. <laughs> Adult Medicine. Uh, Adult Medicine is right oh my god uh last thing on the news uh call of duty league is moving to pc in 2021 but guess what people you are gonna be forced to use a controller so tell me that's some fuck shit yeah let me tell you why because you were moving your competitive first person shooter to pc for a reason not only will it run better on these games but pc players have the utmost advantage over console players when it comes to first person shooters there is no aim assist there is no bullshit it's a hundred percent skill where you point that mouse is where you're going to shoot it's how every first person shooter game should be played so if you're taking your Call of Duty bullshit league and moving it to the fucking PC platform, why are you going to make your con- fuck, uh, professional players play with a controller and handicap them? Like that is the stupidest move I have ever seen. And someone made the comment, it's like they're going to slowly, gradually introduce their players to keyboard and mouse. It's like they're fucking professional. They can handle it. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's much 
it's better to play on PC. There's a reason why uh, there's a reason why PC players run circles around console players when it comes to uh, first person shooters. And that's just because we have that is the upper cool. hand. I, whenever I, I was playing Modern Warfare, I was mortally terrified if I entered a search and destroy game and like the entire other team was PC. I was like, yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah, I mean, you're not kidding. It's it's a substantial difference. And it's a substantial difference in skill level, too. Like I said, there is no aim assist. There is no who can uh, who can abuse the system better. <laughs> it's, it is 100% skill. Um, so I thought that was a truly stupid move on their part, not allowing their professional players to uh, make that transition. And instead, they're going to force them to use a controller even further and miserable decision on their part yeah uh that's that's it for our news i had a bunch more written down but we skipped episode is uh almost five hours we've been recording we're doing big things i'm fucking tired dude (laughs) holy fuck so uh let's get through our pick of the weeks and then we'll get out of here um okay I'm going to throw out Inception. Uh, Inception is a great movie. Christopher Nolan. Uh, I watched it. Me and Kayla went and saw it in theaters uh, two weeks ago, I think. Maybe, maybe, maybe three. And it remains one of my favorite blockbusters of all time. It is. Oh, yeah. A fantastic awesome movie. And, do what now? I said it's a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you didn't like it. No, well, I don't. I thought I didn't like it. Mm-mm. It's a good Can movie. I, I had that? to watch it times to under. I had to watch it a few times to understand it. Yeah, that's what it was. It's uh, a good movie. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I really don't know what I can say about Inception that probably hasn't already been said. Uh, I think it's a little bit deeper than some people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I don't know. I really think it's good. I think you should watch it. Leonardo DiCaprio is the lead for that movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is kind of overrated, but... Yeah, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone wants to hang me when I say that. And it goes back to the same thing. Just because a man's attractive doesn't mean he's necessarily the best actor in the world. Now, I will say this. I do think he's a good actor. But oh, absolutely. I don't... I don't think he's a bad actor at all. I just think he's... I. Him, Christian Bale, I, I just think they're overrated. Uh, you're completely wrong about Christian Bale. <laughs> he's a great actor, but I think he's overrated. I I disagree. I actually somehow, even though he's like rated like incredibly high, I still think Christian Bale's underrated. Like he really? is a person who really like he, when you watch Christian Bale, you don't watch Christian Bale. You watch the character he's playing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, the, the transformation that Christian Bale goes through between each fucking movie is, um, it's insane. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Like that, that dude, watch the, the dark Knight movies that he's in, I don't see Christian Bale doing Bruce Wayne or Christian Bale doing Batman. I see Bruce Wayne and I see Batman or when I yeah. watch, you know, fucking American psycho, I don't see Christian Bale. You, 
smashing Jared Leto's head in. I see Patrick Bateman doing that. You know what I mean? I just, no. I don't know. But anyway, that's a topic. That's a actor, I think it's way overrated. Uh, tell me about Harley Quinn. Austin. Harley Quinn is fantastic. It's funny as fuck. Oh my God, that show's fuck. Have you guys ever seen that? Uh, I actually just watched it this week. Is it not fucking horse, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. So funny. Um, the whole show is basically her breaking away from Joker and realizing that he's toxic as fuck. And um surprise. Uh, yeah, she should have realized that a long time ago. But um the I, I really liked the the feminist subplot in the movie in the fact that um everyone's telling her that a female supervillain can't make it on her own. And she is absolutely determined to prove that wrong. Um, uh, the episode. Fuck. Uh, how far are you in it, Dylan? What? Oh, I finished the movie. You mean the show? Oh, oh, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the animated show. Oh no, I thought you meant the movie because you're spot on with that uh, too. Yeah. No, I'm talking about that's the animated very much show. The the theme of the movie as well yeah that's why i'm confused i thought you were talking about the emancipation of harley quinn no that movie was great and it's almost exactly like what you're saying right now so i was like yes that's what we are talking about <laughs> no um, i'm talking about the animated series there there's an episode with uh the villain maxi zeus and he's like trying to take her under his wing and she's like okay he's gonna teach me how to be like a better super villain then it boils down to him just wanting to fuck her mm. and oh. she's like hold on uh, that's not what I signed up for. And he was like, well, you can either have sex with me or you can forget ever being a prominent villain in the city. And she just goes fucking off. She, she ends up beating the shit out of him. And at the end of the episode, there's a news reporter that like finds him and they're doing an interview with him. They're like, Oh, do you have anything to say? Like what happened to you? He looks in the camera and he's like groaning in pain he's like harley quinn ain't nothing to fuck with and then the episode ends and i just thought that was fucking hilarious it, it's such a funny show the dynamic between harley quinn and poison ivy as you, you know poison ivy she's like the calmer mind she like every episode harley quinn has some like really out there fucking scheme to get famous or like get recognized Poison Ivy's like, mm, you maybe not want to do that, but I'm going to stop telling you that because you're not going to fucking listen to me anyway. And uh, the show was very explicit. Holy shit. I did not know that I wanted to hear Harley Quinn tell Batman to go fuck himself as much as I did until I heard that. That was fucking hilarious. And she also has it in her head that he fucks bats for some reason because that's brought up like every fucking episode. Um. It's a fantastic show. The feminist undertone in it is amazing, and I think is something that uh, the comic book media really needed in 2020. Um, I haven't seen the Harley Quinn movie just because I think those movies are shit, so I haven't seen it yet. But maybe one day, maybe I'll say. I mean, it is on HBO, so it's free, so I might as well watch. Yeah, it. I was gonna say at least give it a shot because it follows a very similar path that what you're talking about there's it's it's a very explicit movie and it's essentially the i mean clearly it's the exact same thing because i thought that's what you were talking about i mean give it a shot that, isn't it good. birds of prey movie? yeah birds it is birds of prey okay oh, oh yeah i forgot that like halfway through its release they changed the name of the fucking movie yeah yeah 
forgot about that. I think it has a black canary huntress. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I might I might sit down and watch that uh, as soon I, as this is over. I genuinely found it to be uh, way better than it had any right being. Um, yep. I don't think it's great by any means, nope. but I think it is better than, way better than I thought it was going than to be. Justice League. Oh, way better than Justice League. Yeah. Um, that, that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> true, true. Very true. I, I meant to say Suicide Squad, but Justice League works. <laughs> Dude, um, as long as it's better than Suicide Squad, because like I said, I walked out halfway through that goddamn movie. That's the worst one. That's way better. Get home, mostly because I got the ticket for free. Um, there was an app. I, I think it's still, I actually still use it. So yeah, it's still there. Um, it's called Adam. You pre-purchase your tickets and then you just scan the little QR code when you show up to the theater and you just walk right in. And uh, around the time that Suicide Squad came out, if you downloaded Adam and you hooked a debit card or a credit card up to it, obviously you fucking have to if you're going to use a point of the goddamn app. Um, it actually gave you a ticket to Suicide Squad for free. Oh, there you and go. And I walked out halfway through. I was like, this movie is fucking terrible. Fair enough. Uh, Dylan, take us home. Tell me about A Quiet Place. Yes, God, please take us. A Quiet Place is my fucking bed that I want to go lay in, but it's also a great movie. Um, uh, John Krasinski, if you guys know Jim from The Office, he stars in it, and I believe help. Is it right it, Josh? Could you help me with that? Uh, yeah, he, I think, so he, did he direct it? I, I know that he, That's what I thought it was. He, Yeah. Um, or okay, so basically, what happened was there were these guys who wrote the script. He got it, and then he did some rewrites. I'm pretty sure that he directed it. I'm I gotta look this up. Well, while you're looking it up, he it's a great movie, and it's something that I it came out a while ago, and I never gave it a chance. Not because I didn't want to, but just because I never found the time. And it is great. Josh, would you consider it horror or would you consider it more suspense? Uh, I would consider it a horror movie, yeah. I would agree with that. But it's very suspenseful, too, because the whole premise of the movie is to be quiet because it's post-apocalyptic. Okay, yeah, he he directed it. So. He directed Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so fantastic job on his behalf because it was a phenomenal movie. And it's... A movie unlike anything I've ever seen. It has a lot of silence in the movie. I mean, just there are creatures who are completely triggered by sound. And if you make the slightest noise, they come running. And I don't want to spoil it because just some of the moments in that movie right from the get go are pretty, uh, pretty troubling to watch all because of that whole movement and sound scenario. So Great job by John Krasinski. It was a movie that really impressed me, and I look forward to seeing A Quiet Place 2 next year. So I definitely recommend it. Give it a shot. Um, Very good. I've seen part of it, and I just never finished it, but I need to go back and watch it because I liked what I watched. It is very good. Yes, and he actually acts with his real wife, Emily Blunt, inside of the movie. It's really awesome. Uh, well, that's our episode. Five hours for this week. We're so sorry to anyone listening. 
Yeah, we've been recording for five hours. <laughs> this will be whittled down uh, for to four hours and forty five minutes. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to cut as much like extra shit out of this as I possibly can to get it within reasonable uh, listening time. Like and this conversation, not, <laughs> right? <laughs> if if not, uh, I will be posting it as two separate episodes. So okay. um, that said. If you like what you hear here, please be uh, a subscriber to us on your podcatcher of choice and leave a nice review. Um, give us any sort of feedback that you can. Uh, that Make it hurt. Very, very beneficial. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, also, also, do us a favor. If you like this podcast text a friend with a link say hey i think you might like this check it out um send a link also it's more annoying when somebody tells me to look something up or to check something out and there's no fucking link yeah make it easy let me click it exactly so, it's 2020 we're um, lazy also, uh, I will leave it down in the show notes, but you can find Culture Bop, Hunting Pixels, and all of us on various social medias. Uh, you can follow Hunting Pixels on Twitter at Pixels Hunting. You can follow it also on Instagram at Hunting underscore Pixels CB. Uh, I'm on Twitter over at the Bebop Man 182 and on Instagram at Bebopman182. Dylan is OMDizzy on Twitter and Instagram, but also be sure to go and check out his uh, YouTube um, stuff. So he's got a, a separate Instagram and Twitter for those. It's OMDizzyTV. Uh, and Oh, that's interesting. Your YouTube channel is just OM Dizzy. I thought it was OM Dizzy TV as well. I thought about it, but I wanted to be OG. Uh, fair enough. That Josh, Josh, that means original gangster. Okay, so Austin, your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right, damn it. Uh, your uh, your Twitter is Kakashi six nine zero. I hate you for making me read that again. Uh, <laughs> And your your Instagram is uh, at Big Papa Stevens underscore. Um, so go follow us on the various social medias. Uh, I'm trying to keep the Hunting Pixels Instagram and Twitter running on a pretty regular basis uh, with some new content and shit. Um, yeah, so I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Arthur Morgan, guys. Arthur Morgan. Well, we shall be back uh, in a couple weeks, and we will see you then. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.